You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. And I thought I'd share gospel metrics with you. Maybe you heard of that or not. I don't know. It's first time I came across it. Man is talking, preaching, I do believe. I can appreciate it. It's just only for a second or two. But it gives a great perspective on how God is, right? We, we like to think God created things. I mean, we just do subconsciously. He created it. It's running. You know, we ask him to intervene on our behalf sometimes. And I think he's intervening all the time. He's in every molecule and atom, the energy that's there. Right? He's running everything and guiding everything, which just kind of blows your mind. You can't, you weren't meant to handle it. Okay. The sound of life. On Sunday, I always like to know what you, what happened on Sunday. You know, what you, would you take away from Sunday preaching? So, one of the things we looked at was when Elisha was surrounded, you know, and the armies, enemy armies were coming after him specifically. And so uh, God gave him great favor during this time. He he asked God to blind them all, and he did. And then he went down. I mean, I'm, I'm laughing because I know the outcome of it, but and you probably do too. But he he said, "Hey, what are you guys? Uh, what are you looking for?" You know, and they told him. He said, "I'll, I'll lead you. I'll lead you there." And he led them right into the middle of the uh, camp of the Hebrews. Right, and they opened their eyes. God. He asked God to make them be able to see again. They did. And, of course, they were surrounded and thought they were goners. There's no doubt about it. And so, but they asked Elijah, do you want us to kill him? And he said, no, here's what I want you to do. I want you to set a banquet table for them, feed them, obviously pretty well, and then send them home. That was it right there. Isn't that astounding? Now, the, some of that is going on, and you probably got a hold of that, in the Ukraine of hearing these stories, I can't get them out of my mind, about uh, soldiers from Russia being captured and actually kind of being taken in and being cared for, right? Can you imagine? Here, use my cell phone, call home. Call call your mom in Moscow. You know, hey, mom. <laughs> no, this is Vladimir. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, they're, yeah, they're feeding me. They, I, I was captured, but they're feeding me. You're terrible. What? You know. Uh, it's very interesting how you can trend, you can change somebody from an enemy into a friend by doing that. I thought that was really pretty cool. Some amazing things going on. This little girl got famous, I guess, singing a very familiar song about Let It Go in uh, Ukrainian. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Monday, Monday coming up here in a couple of minutes. And as I said, um, the Salvation Army is not, it's part of, it was founded in this country on this day back in 1908. But I'm looking at something that happened in 1979. There, I gave it away. And I just want to say thank you to the people who have very intent purposes in watching awards shows. Uh, probably the biggest is the Academy Awards that were on last night. They're always, you know, been on TV for a while. <laughs> uh, like everything else, started out on radio, I believe. Not that big a deal when they started out, but who doesn't like to get an award, right? But really has turned into, I mean, as we all know, you know, if we've seen it even 30 years ago, 
you know, people just sat there and took it, and they, you know, it's, they make fun of all kinds of good, upstanding people. But there are people in this country who gather together and pray for those people. And when you're going, boy, they need some praying for Amen. them. They there, right? Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. Here we go. All right, it's Monday Mug Day. And as always, the first person on the cup of joe hotline with the correct answer, you win my mug. All right, 800-946-1765 is the hotline. Stole free. Anywhere you want to call, 800-946-1765. Love to hear from you any time of the day. But the question on Monday, Mug Day, for the mug, the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug is this. Listen close. It was in 1979. A major accident occurs at Pennsylvania's Three Mile Island plant. What kind of plant was it? Sugar, steel, or nuclear power? Call right now, okay, here we go. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. Sound of Life. Yes. Monday Mug Day. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. I'm put a little special prize in that mug for you this morning. Let's go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. 800-946-1765. Call anytime about anything you want to talk about. Love to hear from you. Let's go to the hotline and see if we got anybody. Good morning, Cup of Joe Morning Show. Who's this? Um, Kristen. Hey, Kristen. How you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm just glad you called. I really am. You're quick on the phone. You want my mug? Yes. Okay. So the question is this. It was on this day in 1979. A major accident occurred at Pennsylvania's Three Mile Island plant. What kind of plant was it? A sugar plant, a steel plant, or a nuclear power plant? A nuclear power plant. Yes, it was. Morning show travel mug. It's the only time you can get it, making Mondays more fun. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Lots of things you can talk about uh, today with sports and whatnot going on, but I'm looking at a photograph of uh, somewhere in rural Africa by a muddy stream. And a couple of young ladies are getting ready to be baptized in that stream. And their mom is saying, Hamila is the name of their mom. She said, uh, you know, she will set it up. First of all, she's the widow of what would certainly be described as a martyr because the only reason he was killed is because he follows Jesus. This is in the country of Niger in Africa. And he's, as she said, I want to ask you as followers of Jesus, as Christians, to pray for my health and that her daughters would grow in faith and that the Fulani Fulani militants that killed her husband would come to know Jesus. That is their prayer. And their daughter, her daughters, looks like, are being baptized. And I pray for your help and thanks for courage for the rest of us. Amila, you're a great example. God bless you. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I'll confess something to you. I uh, get 
a Monday edition and a Thursday edition of a blog that is done by women, and it is meant presumably for women, although it, to me it has been very insightful. Um, they do take a particular side, which always amazed me how people can, you can be on, okay, well, I'm on this side regardless, no matter what, you know, anybody, I digress. But it's amazing because you look through kind of the typical stories and, and then you find out where somebody gets a lot of inspiration from her pastor's sermons, as well as T.D. Jake's homilies about striving for purpose and figuring out how to reach success that's unique to the person. Then she says something I think is very interesting. I know it might sound a little hokey, but they've been needed. Why is that hokey? Okay, but it's interesting how it's, it's needed, right? No matter who you are. You're a human being, and you have a God hole in you if you don't have God in you. And you have a desire to settle that. And people have gone through their whole life, of course, never settling it, sadly. But I just thought it was amazing. Some people like self-help books, but I like sermons, she said, with a little organ break sprinkled throughout. Oh, you've got to admit, that is pretty neat. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. So I want to say we had a fantastic time at Loudonville Community Church Friday night. Corrine and I, she's the new employee. And so we went and had our new look there. New uh, uh, little our, 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 our logos kind of changed a little bit and stuff. Kind of a new look. People were perplexed. They were like, who is this? You know, <laughs> I thought, well, hope you're excited. But it was great to see you. We met a tremendous amount of people there. A Stephen Curtis Chapman concert. And even ran into Peggy McQuaid. Yeah. She's from Voorheesville. Ah, love to say that. So uh, they're, she's working on a... Uh, Working on a concert, okay? So it's very, very exciting. It was good to get out. It was, and I have to admit, you know, just kind of was like, wow, yeah, this is the way we used to do it. Come out and uh, get set up and stuff. We gave away our T-shirts with the new look on them. You may see those running around and wonder, what radio station is that? Are they new here? You know, but it was really good that we met a very favorite person. I'm sure Corrine and I would both agree that our favorite person, sorry to any adults that we met. You guys are wonderful. But our favorite little girl who came up to the table more than once asking for a shirt for her sibling. And, it, and our curiosity was piqued because she obviously was the brave child in the family. And she also happens to be the youngest child in the family, if I got that right, too. So it was very fascinating talking to her. Corrine says, you know, there's not a shy bone in her body. She, she was amazing. She, she was just the most beautiful creature you've ever... And I'm talking about from the inside out. She radiated out. And she turns out, she's nine years old. Her name is Callista. All right? And she said, you pronounced that correctly. Thank you. Most people don't pronounce that correctly. So, I, you know, I said, boy, you know how to compliment a grown person right away, an old curmudgeon. <laughs> Made me feel pretty good right there. But what floored both of us, I think that made us kind of stop was, you know, in talking and chit-chatting. Well, Callista, 
What do you do when you grow up? You know, or what? what I mean, you know, we kind of like that. Maybe I didn't say it that old-fashioned way, but she wants to be a medical missionary, a doctor missionary. That's what she wants to. Be. Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Someone once said, "God's not in a hurry. You are." Maybe that explains why we're we're tired and anxious and stressed and disappointed, maybe. How are you handling things out there, right? Candace, what's up? Well, originally I'm from Queens, New York. Okay. And then I moved up to Middletown about ten years ago. Wow. And then now I live in Chester. Yeah. How how do you, how are you coping being a, a city person living in the country? Well, at first it was it was a hard adjustment because I was so used to everything being accessible and not needing a car to get around. But now I'm used to it. You know, just got to have a car. The car got to work at all times. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Want to bring in one Mr. Vic Carpenter. Grew up in a Christian home, assumed he would go into the ministry, but God had a different idea. Boy, did he ever. (laughs) So he took over. He went into the ministry, and he got to be a pastor, and he took over this dying church, and he just couldn't make it. And he wasn't making any money. And so for a year, he looked for a job, a pastor job around the country, got no callbacks whatsoever. And on a whim, thinking nothing's going to happen, he secretly applied to the FBI. Why did he do that? I don't know. Something just led him to do that. And he got a callback on that, and he went into the FBI, and he loved it. But Vic thought, you know, that's 10 years of my life. I wasted studying and seminary and practicing and all that. But, ah, he ended up on the FBI. FBI hostage team. He found out a bunch of his teammates were already Christians. And then three of them started a workplace Bible study. First time I'd ever done a Bible study in that type of environment, he said, with the FBI as a Bible study. Now, Vic is a teaching pastor of Redeemer Bible Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So many of the co-workers and families have come to Christ. He said, I lost count. Is that a thrill? He said, a decade ago, I found myself and a few others started doing workplace Bible studies here at the FBI. And that's the foundation of discipleship, and it became the foundation of our church. And that seems like what God's plan was, right? Pretty cool. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Of all the things that I could talk about, I was thinking... All the whatevers and what should have been done and what to do and things like that. There's Rodney Smith Jr. He's in Alabama. He just finished yesterday mowing Mrs. Hamilton's lawn. Yes, they're cutting grass in Alabama. I think he cuts grass all year round there. Making a difference one lawn at a time. Meanwhile, kids are signing up all over the place, posting him. They're holding up little signs that say, I accept the 50-yard challenge. So, family, we welcome Oliver. He's from Pennsylvania. Uh, They're from all over the country. And um, the 50-yard challenge is something that Rodney King set up, part of his, I mean, Rodney Smith Jr., set up as part of his organization. He calls it Raising Men and Women Lawn Care. If you're in school, you cut the grass. Well, I should get over on this page right there. Just to give you particulars, because you may want to get in on that, because, you know, grass cutting season is coming up. And um, 
They uh, cut the grass for elderly, disabled, single parents, and veterans at no charge. And when you've done 50 yards, boy, has he got a prize for you. Should I keep it a secret? A new lawnmower, leaf blower, all this kind of stuff. It's pretty amazing. Just for 50 yards. He's a 501c3. And uh, Rodney Smith Jr., isn't that cool? He's on uh, Twitter at I am Rodney Smith. Is a really pretty cool guy. How many times has he pulled that lawnmower out of the back of that hatchback and started gutting grass? God bless him. Keep on, man. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The sound of life. I will say this. That Dr. Naismith man, when he came up with the idea for a game to play in the gym during the winter months, that was a pretty good game. We know it is basketball. And uh, so the NCAA men's team will be uh, the final four happening. I have to tune in my, my brackets right here. Coming up on uh, Saturday. They play Saturday and Monday because a lot of people are like, well, when did they play? So the first game starts at 6 p.m. That's Villanova in Kansas. And then followed by North Carolina and Duke. Wow. <laughs> How many times have they played this year? North Carolina ruined Duke's uh, last game at home. Last home game for the coach, Mike Krzyzewski, for 42 years. He's been coach. And that was the last game. And they beat him. Unranked North Carolina. They're not ranked. And they beat like second-rate team in the country. <laughs> last. <clears throat> so I imagine they have a little bit of an And here they are again. But I will tell you, when I mention basketball, a lot of people just write off the women's game. And the women are playing, too. And um, my dad's school, I always call it my dad's school. It's one of my favorite schools, North Carolina State. They're like eight miles from each other down in North Carolina, if you know that territory there. Um, and they have the best women's team they've ever had. They've lost three games all year. And they find themselves a game away from being in the Final Four. But they had to play UConn over in Connecticut. <laughs> so I was like, wow. But that, I'm going to tell you something. That was one of the best basketball games you ever watch. Ever. Double overtime. Double overtime. The look on Ariamo's face when NC State made a baseline three-pointer to put it into the second overtime is priceless. Absolutely Priceless. Almost be worth losing just to see that look on his face. No, no, I guess I better A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Welcome. Warming you up this morning, hopefully. Yes, Cup of Joe Morning Show. I like good morning. Hey, Joe. It's Bud from Mount Hope. Hey! <laughs> that was funny. I just got done taking a sip of coffee, and you were talking about giving up coffee and drinking green tea. Right, right. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wait a second. Do I have to? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Thanks a lot, Joe. You're certainly welcome, man. The Sound of Life. It is World Piano Day. Boy, I'd love to have a, you know, I'll give you a car if you can figure out why World Piano Day falls on March 29th. All right? And you may be able to figure it out. I, I have a feeling that you probably knew it to begin with. Because today is the 88th day of the year, and there are 88 keys on a piano, piano day. But I want to let you hear a selection, and I want you to rate it in your mind. 
On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate this piano piece? All right. Piano Day. What do you give this? I had to do it myself, and I was like, eh, five, maybe six, something like that. I bet I could up your score a little if I told you that it was played by a piano player with one hand. That's right. Very famous piano player named Leon. Uh, and Leon Fleischer uh, was a piano. He had a great talent and stuff. Practiced about eight hours a day, and they think that may be the reason why one of his hands he it atrophied. He couldn't play anymore, so he played with one hand. And uh, he, uh, you know, tried different things with it. Uh, became pretty despondent. Of course, tried every medical treatment you could possibly think of. And he even, he was so despondent, he wanted to end his life. Um, but then he found out that there were educational opportunities and that there were pieces made for people with one hand. Eventually, through uh, a, a technique of deep massage and Botox, he got relief, enough relief where he could use his right hand, and he did. He actually came out with pieces like albums, uh, you know, with one hand and stuff like that. It's really very cool. He has since passed away recently, but um, he pointed out that after his comeback that he was not fully cured and never would be, and he acknowledged late in life that the incapacitation of his right hand had given him a far more varied musical life than he might have had if he had been able to pursue a conventional career as a virtuoso pianist, which he was. I just pray he knew the Lord. That's what I hope right there. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Boy, did Dad learn a valuable lesson. You see God working in some amazing, amazing ways as a five-year-old sits in the back seat. They're sitting there at the light, and there's a homeless guy there. And the father's thinking, man, if I just had some dollar bills in me, I'd give them to that man. The son, the five-year-old son sitting in the back says, Dad, I want to give him my money. He didn't know. He said, he read my mind. That was amazing. He had 30 cents, two coins. And the dad's like, man, oh man, I don't know about that. I don't know if we ought to give him, you know, it's not going to do any good and all this. And then he caught himself. He's like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking of how this man is going to react to this gift from my son. He's going to learn that, oh, you know, you've got something, but it's not enough, son. I'm sorry. Do we want him to learn that? No. Things were swirling around in Dad's mind. And he thought, the light's going to change any second. And he rolled the window down. And he said, sir, I don't have any cash on me, but my son in the back, he's got uh, money for you. It's all the money he's got. He's a five-year-old. That man's face lit up. Yes. And it caused a reaction because other people saw that boy give to that man. And other people started giving as well, too. Wow, isn't that something? Because of that five-year-old boy's generous heart, a chain reaction of other people giving started. Doesn't God, I mean, he has a history of loving all that. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life.
Good morning to you. Promises is the name of the song there. I'm Joe. It's from Maverick City Music or the Maverick City Choir as Sean Mendez. He is so young, but he has done so much. He is everywhere. I just saw him on some, I don't know, something. <laughs> this is like everybody guy guy over him. But Sean Mendez listening to Maverick City Music. What's happening? This is a great insight. I grew up kind of more or less atheist and now becoming much more spiritual and really being sure there's a God or sure there's a higher thing and there's a the universe or whatever you like to call it. Music was the thing that did that for me. Watching Maverick City Choir, I think they're called Maverick City Choir, singing about God, singing about Jesus. I'm sitting there watching this YouTube video and they're singing about Jesus and I just start crying, like crying my eyes out. And I'm like, I'm like, you know when you're crying and it's like, this is like something leaving me? This is like that type of cry. It's like, you know. And I'm like, how is something that my whole life I've grown up to believe is fanatic and 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 not science and not the truth feel like home? Mm, very cool. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. So speaking of doctors, thank you, doctor, for the instructions on my tennis elbow, which has been plaguing me recently, and it's getting much better. Thanks to your guidance, of course. And, you know, I mean, you get, like, a set of things to do. You put this <clears throat> weird cream on. That's pretty good. So I'm doing that. And then you've got the band that you wear. I was doing that till a couple of days ago. That's how much better it is. You wear around, you know, it affects your elbow because of what your hand does. Anyway, it's weird. But, it, I mean, it's incredibly painful. You rest it as much as you can, which you will, because you pick up something wrong, and it, it is excruciating pain. And then there's a set of exercises that you do, which I figured, you know, if I do three out of four, I'm doing pretty good. So it's okay. One of the things I got out of it was an ergonomic mouse, which is really cool. I just did a little search on that thing, and basically it's like, a regular mouse, but they turn it sideways, so it takes the pressure off of your elbow when your hand is doing a thing with the mouse. So anyway, so it's in the air studio, and I posted a video of it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. You can see exactly what it looks like, and it's it's really cool looking. So cool that Caleb came in yesterday. He's twenty something, and he's like, "Whoa, that is really cool. What is that?" And I was telling him. And I said, well, I don't know what some of the buttons do. I said, I know this is like page up and down right here. I said, what does this button here do? And he's like, dude, that's your rocket launcher. The sound of life. I've kind of come to the realization that uh, there's a reason that Jesus fed a lot of people. Uh, who would have known that it would play out in times of humanitarian crisis like right now? Feeding people seems to be one of the big things, right? I just read Convoy of Hope, which is doing a great job. They realize that food for children is just not there. And babies. And they've been buying truckload, tractor trailer truckloads of food and getting them there. People doing all kinds of things to feed people. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Boy, this is for moms out there. I know if you're an expectant mom, well, you know, if you're a mom, you probably remember thinking, boy, it sure would be a dream of mine to have a, a pain-free, trouble-free delivery. That would be a big thing, you know. I'm sure every expectant mom has dreamed of that. doesn't really play out that well. Everybody's different. 
I've heard. <laughs> but uh, for moms that are expecting right now, take heart because it can happen. This woman is proof. I'll set it up for you. I'm going to share what she shared on social media. She uh, had a normal day. She was just about at her due date. And she said goodbye to her husband as he went off to work. And then she went for the doctor's appointment. Everything was fine and all that stuff. And uh, the, uh, I think it was the midwife said. I think you're going to give birth today. I was like, what? I texted my husband telling him the, the midwife said I'm going to give birth today. Thinking it's going to be hours. From that conversation with the midwife, I gave birth in four minutes. What? That's it. <laughs> Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Your heart kind of sinks when you find out somebody lost their job because of the COVID thing. And that happened a couple of years ago to Monica LaRose's husband. And, you know, she found comfort in this, a 15th or 16th century, 1500s author. Uh, and he did a thing called, I went in, I knew not where. And it depicts the wonder to be found in a journey of surrender. Yeah. Going past the boundaries of knowing. That's what her husband and her tried to do. Focus on what we couldn't focus on what we could control and understand the unexpected, mysterious and beautiful ways God can be found all around us. And that's what they did. The Apostle Paul Back in the day, in the original beginnings of the church, said, do that very same thing. And I pray for courage for you to go in through the unknown this morning with God. And mm, be blessed. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Wondering how you doing? How are we getting along here? Just about to spring up on April. Love to hear from you, Nancy. How are you doing? Good, good. Feeling much better. We started, you know, we're doing our recovery group at church. We started doing our small group again. Found the scripture yes. in Proverbs 15 today. I was reading it in the New Living Translation. Is that how wonderful it is to have the right words for the right time. And in my Bible, I wrote the sound of life. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Because, you know, it's not just a mantra that you guys say. It's the truth. You really have the right word for the right time. It's a miracle all the time. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. What do you think about when you're standing in line? Lines can be beneficial, as Chris points out. I'm sorry, Jake. Jake points out. My wife is pregnant with our first kid, and so I've been observing the mannerisms of kids a little bit more than I normally would. And I was in a coffee shop recently, and this mother and her daughter were in line behind me, and this little girl's mom looks at her, she says, hey, I got you a vanilla latte. You're going to love it. The daughter kind of looked up at her. She was probably four or five years old. She said, but what if I don't? Her mom just kind of smiled at her and said, you will. She said, but what if I don't? Her mom smiled again and said, you will. She probably said this five or six times. And every single time her mom looked at her and said, you will. And I just was in line that day. And I just was curious of how many times I've had that conversation with God where I question him and I, I question his power in my life. I say, God, how do I know I'm going to make it through this? I don't know if I'm going to make it through. I don't know if I can get it through this. I don't know if I can get over that obstacle. He says, you will, because I've never left you and I've never forsaken you. The sound of life. There is something that you probably do in the morning if you're like me and I'm just thinking about this. This is a great way for an article of the ways to make your mornings really click. Okay, it'll improve your day. And I guarantee you this is going to be the one 
that will make a big step, according to the research, to improve your day. And you better buckle up, all right? Because I saw this and I went, oh, eliminate your phone from the morning routine. Number one thing, the research is in. What? Yes, it is in. It is. It just messes up your whole morning. Because what do we do? We leave the phone charging on the nightstand and we set our alarm. At least that's what I do right there. And so I check it first thing. So what I'm going to do is what they suggest. I'm going to use an alarm clock instead. Put my phone away from the bedroom, which will probably be in the kitchen downstairs. All right. And I'm going to not look at my phone. <laughs> Until my morning routine is completed. Really? I'll post this article for you. Thank you. you. You're welcome. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. I have to tell you, I got an idea for you right now. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, Ludmilla is an 80-some-year-old widow, and maybe that's one of the reasons she can get away with it. But she declared her home in the Czech Republic she has a sign out front, uh, a plaque, and it says, Embassy of the Kingdom of Heaven. She said, my home is an extension of Christ's kingdom, and she welcomes strangers. Can you imagine the questions you would be asking before you ever did that today's world? You know, I mean, it's just the myriad of questions. What if they steal something? What about the food? What are we going to get? What if this shows up? You know, and all this stuff. But she has relied on the Holy Spirit to help her care for her visitors. She delights in the ways God answers their prayers, her prayers. Jesus did the same thing. In fact, one time he told one of the religious leaders, you should open up your home, you know, implying kind of that you invited me because I'm kind of a status symbol, but you should get the crippled in here, the lame, the blind, the poor. <sighs> wow, imagine the look on his face. It'd be something, isn't it? It is. It is really something. But what a thrill to be relying on God. Serving others with humility is one way that we can re be representatives of the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, what, no matter how it is, providing a bed for strangers or whatever. Lord, help us have the gift of hospitality today. Wow. The sound of life. It is April the 1st. I'm sure you're long aware of that, right? Uh, known as April Fool's Day, of course. I've never been big on playing pranks on people because I don't like the playback. But some innocent little thing might be good, like toothpaste in the middle of an Oreo cookie. That wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> no. But it all started back when the calendar changed. We went from, what was it, the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. People have pointed out that we're all wrong. You know, the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, starts Monday. So they had, seems like the right idea of the new year because it is a new year, right? Spring starts a new year and things come alive and stuff. So that was, that was kind of cool. Plus, if you look at the months of September, October, which means eight, I know, sep, seven, oct is eight, November ninth. December 10. December's not the 10th month, but the December means 10th. So we, we've, I think we messed it up a little bit, <laughs> you know, so, but anyway, I, I, so I don't know who the joke's on to begin with, you know, but it is what it is. And we started back on January the 1st. It's the way it is. Any town that could yeah. dream up a hoax like this has a sense of humor that I wouldn't try to compete with. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show.
New April. April's a very special month. It really is. For the, the Hebrews, it's uh, Rosh Hashanah. The new year starts. I think it's very appropriate. I, and, and obviously I do because God does. <laughs> that was his idea. But it's kind of wondering, you know, what are you going to do? What, what are you looking forward to during April and the New Year stuff? Yes, Shelly, what's up? We're heading to Wilmington, North Carolina today. I am so jealous. <laughs> wow. Well, no, no. My husband has to work on a Pfizer vaccine machine that broke. Oh. <laughs> so, wow. I get to stay on the beach. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. At a campground. Good. Sounds pretty good. I think the weather it's ought to be pretty nice. 11 days. I'm ready. Eastern North Carolina, by the time you get to April, you're warming up pretty nice. It's going to be 75 by the time we get there on Sunday. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing the sound of life he was reading about this man um and his talent and i was thinking boy god gives people some amazing talents who would have ever thought and some of them are born just because you're in that situation i'll, I'll explain Jess, his name is Justonia garcia now he has a couple of jobs okay i guess he's a co-owner of a hair salon in manila for a few months and then for like eight months He's out on the sea as a seaman, and that's his main job. So he does likes to do artwork, and he's really good, but he lacks supplies out on the ocean. So while he is at the salon, you can find him cutting his own hair. I was like, what? I was reading this story. Like, okay, he's cutting his own hair to make the art supplies. Okay. I don't know all the details, but I've seen some of the results, and I'll share them with you. And again, it's one of those cases when you hear about it, and then you look, and you're like, oh, it takes your breath away. You're like, really? It's an amazing God-given talent, which is pretty cool. And I shared it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, so check it out. Look at those. Waking up with a cup of Joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. I am Joe, and the news is in. I mean, I know this sounds like I'm just rehashing old news, but the headline reads, Good news for coffee lovers. Daily coffee may benefit the heart. Now, get this. This is a study, okay, of a, a 10 years of a half a million people. So it's a pretty good study right there. And it has to do with heart, your heart. Does it affect your heart? Or if you have heart disease, does it affect you or help you? That's what they were looking at. And here's what they came up with. And this does have a dose response curve, meaning a little bit less doesn't do as much, a little bit more doesn't do as much either. Go figure. It's, it's one of those paradoxes, right? But the maximum benefit was seen among people, are you get this, drinking two to three cups of coffee a day. So any less than that, you get less benefit. More than that, you get more benefit. There it is. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. Well, big day today in the history of the world, actually, and I think it's kind of appropriate because it's new birth time, and it was the birth of really a vision 
by a couple of Steves, and they were college dropouts. That didn't help anybody, did it? People were like, oh, Apple Computer started today in 1976 by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Interesting thing, it changed the way we view computers and just about everything else, really. Ultimately, they had no idea what was going to happen. But one of the cool things about Steve Jobs was he was adopted. Now, one of the stipulations with his adopted parents was they had to send him to college. So they saved and saved and saved. They never made a lot of money. And he ended up going to Reed College, pretty expensive. And he got there, and, you know, he's just like, man, this is my parents just saved everything to send me to college, and it's, it's not worth it. And so he dropped out. However, being the smart person that he was, he stuck around. And he stayed, you know, he bummed uh, a floor on different friends' um, rooms and things like that. I know one of the things that influenced him was his free meal that he got every week from the Buddhist temple. So, one of the things, you say, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> well, Reed College happened to be one of the last places in this country where you could learn calligraphy. A really cool way of writing out language, calligraphy. And that is, my friend, the reason why Apple computers always had a better font than anybody. They had... Oh, you've yes. got to admit, that is pretty neat. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.